Hello, and welcome to another ornithological episode of We Only Look Thin. I am your she-host, Catherine Heigl, <laughs> and I have lost over 150 pounds. Holy cow, I am your he-host, <laughs> Donald Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds. And ornithological... What the heck is that? You're going to be hearing a lot of squawking of birds today. You know, we don't take kindly to your fancy college words around these parts. <laughs> we are going to talk today about canaries and coal mines. Oh, That's right. We are the only... Oh, ornithological, like with birds. Yeah, what is the study of coal? Do we know what the study of coal is? Colophological? Colophological, an ornithological yeah. and colophological episode. I don't know why you couldn't have just said it's a birdie-filled episode. A birdie-filled? Bye-bye, yeah. birdie. It's, uh, we're going to tweet about it. <laughs> oh, boy. No oh, wonder my our goodness. daughter rolls her eyes every time we talk. No, uh, no, no, no. This, These are the A-plus jokes right here. This is as good as it gets, and you are experiencing it. So, uh, it is November, and uh, in yeah. in the U.S. of A., that means the uh, the holidays are rolling around. They no, sure are. they're not are. rolling around. Are they rolling around? Yeah, they're, they're rolling around. They're loose in your trunk because you forgot to secure them properly, and they they're rolling are, around. They are coming at us uh and that means a lot of stretchy clothing and a lot of uh excuses and uh so is uh but i guess we're first we're gonna talk about the we're gonna we're gonna break this up into three parts yeah we've got the tip of the day tip of the week tip of the week towel towel i don't know what it's called tip of the day the todd <laughs> we don't have time for tad no, no dude. listen tad <laughs> Okay, we've got three parts for you. Yeah. We, we definitely know what they are. The first is the tip of the week. The second, Tow. we're going to talk about why birds are very important in this weight loss journey. Yeah. Caw-caw! Caw-caw! <laughs> and then wow. we are going to talk about the product of the week. Pow! Pow! Um, so let's, uh, let's start it off with topic one, which is the tip, tip of, the, of week. the week tip of the week to you honey tip of the week to you so uh we're all very busy we got lots of things going on we've got lots of we've got no inbox we sure are. buy sell buy sell if, that was me at work being very Don- important and when, busy when donald looks at my uh my computer screen and he sees that i have 90,000 um uh, uh items on my desktop uh i am filled with shame <laughs> so i'm i'm desktop icon shaming you he is uh but our uh, our actual our suggestion to you is to uh to simplify yes to simplify your life by occam's razor the simpler the better uh by unsubscribing and unfollowing uh, stressful overwhelming or unhelpful instagram uh facebook or uh, Twitter feeds that, that bring you stress. Yeah, if, if you've got a friend or a relative or an acquaintance who you're Facebook friends with, and that person makes you feel bad, how about unfriending them? Or just unfollow. Unfollow. Like, like if you have someone who, is, who has a, a political difference or uh, posts better than your life photos, and it's stressing <laughs> you out. Stressing you out, making you want to eat. Just just unfollow them for a while. Like, like you, you know, you don't want to just... You know, Donald says he has never actually unfriended anyone. I, every once in a while, I just let it loose. I just unfriended yeah. unfriending everybody. I've I don't unfriended unfriend Donald people, a couple but... of times, and then I've had to refriend him. Um, but unfollow unhelpful Instagram feeds. I 
I love food. This is not a surprise to anybody. Yeah, um, me too. I had to stop following like Bon Appetit magazine. And <laughs> yeah, you're asking for trouble. That's like bringing the devil home with you, only it's just in picture it form. Is por- like, you don't think it's pornography? Like, to anybody, to to the untrained eye, it's like, oh, those are delicious dishes. You don't see me licking my, my computer screen. It's not it's not becoming. It's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. So I actually had to unfollow uh, Smitten Kitchen. Delicious food. <laughs> nobody nobody will, will uh, contend that. But I had to stop looking at the Food Network website and the, you know, uh, what is it, the the Barefoot Contessa and all that stuff. Like, I had to unfollow them because it just leads me to impure thoughts. Plus, being barefoot in the kitchen just isn't sanitary. That's not sanitary. No. But uh, unfollowing uh, unhelpful websites or things that are... Things that might be triggery to you, like, you know, maybe you don't want to look at the latest recipes for holiday treats uh, all the time in your feed. Yeah, or even someone in the health industry who is just stressing you out with too much information. Uh, Not like us. We give you the perfect amount of information. The perfect amount. Anybody that's just stressing you out. The holidays are coming. It's a stressful time. This is a time to simplify, uh, to, to get back to basics. So unfollow and unsubscribe people who make you stressed out or who make you think impure thoughts or who uh, make you feel like this whole... (laughs) Impure thoughts. We sound like some sort of you know, tyrannical Puritan organization. You know, like, no, like gravy of the day. I had to stop following them <laughs> oh, because man. why is gravy so good? Why is gravy so good? Nobody knows. No but one you knows. Know Science hasn't figured it out. Anyway, so just uh, unfollow uh, people who stress you out, uh, who make you feel less than, or who just uh, clutter your your mind with, uh, with too much information. So uh, make it simple, whether it's political, social, uh, or f- foodological, uh, just just drop it. Yeah, drop that it. Uh, that big that big unsubscribe button is uh, is your friend. Yeah, or if you have like an app on your phone that's like Pizza Hut flavor of the day, like get free whatever nuggets when you click on the link. Like just don't, just unfollow, unsubscribe. Conversely, follow and subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we usually wait. Yeah, not us. Not usually. Yeah, like. yeah. No, we don't want to. No, that un- unsubscribe button is not your friend when it comes to this podcast. Oh, I don't think this episode went out because <laughs> uh, we're not getting any listeners. We're, we're so. losing followers left and right so, and we can't figure out so why. So that is the tip of the week. Uh, I have to do it sometimes uh, and, and it kind of actually uh, falls into our topic too, uh, which... That was your tip of the week. Tip of the week. Tau. Um, but tip t- of the week to you. To simplify. But uh, but this week we are, uh, we are going over to, uh, like I said, an ornithological... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the canary in the coal mine. What and, is a canary and what is a coal mine? Well, uh, le- legend has it that... Legend. <laughs> Isn't that, that a legend? Like, is anyone... That back when coal mines didn't have very good ventilation systems, and for all I know, they still don't, um, they used to uh, take a canary in a cage um, into the mine with the miners, and... Uh, canaries are especially sensitive to butane and uh, methane, uh, according to the interweb. And um, as long as the canary was singing, the miners knew that their air was okay. But if the canary died, they knew to get the heck out of that mine. The heck out. And so, you know, that's become a, a... you know, a slogan over the years, a, a phrase over the years, um, which I don't know if any young people still say, but... Um, 
they you know if it's a canary in a coal mine it's a sign of danger a sign of trouble a sign that things may not be going well and this relates to weight loss doesn't it oh Donald? yeah that's what this is about yeah so, so uh we're gonna we're gonna bum you out with uh, <laughs> with some canaries some dead canary talk yeah um, but something actually happened very recently uh unfortunately Facebook, you can't hide on Facebook. No. And, uh, someone I know. It's kind of the opposite of hiding. Who is on a weight loss journey, who might or might not be in our accountability group, uh, might or might not be friends <laughs> with them on Facebook. I'm not... might or might not be unsubscribing to this podcast as right now. As we speak. Yeah. Um, so I, I was on Facebook, as I do, and uh, I was scrolling along, minding my own business, when uh, a post for a cheesy gooey casserole an easy dump it all casserole came up on my feed and i noticed that it was posted by one of our accountability group <laughs> and caw-caw! yeah i was like canary in a coal mine everyone like, this casserole probably has ten thousand calories in it and did I, you get the recipe i would wager no i blocked it and i unfollowed oh, it just right. like my own tip but Whew. it, uh, and I think Donald used this word earlier today. I was very excited. It portended uh, mm. maybe maybe some canary coal mine situation where this person uh, was not participating in the group and had started going down the cheesy, gooey path. And I say that uh, posting uh, cheesy, delicious, gooey casserole recipes is a, a gateway to maybe that you're vi- varying off or... Uh, you're going off course. Yeah, for you Harry Potter fans out there, it's like seeing a grim. Like <laughs> you see the grim and then you die. But in this case, you see the grim and then you know that perhaps your diet and exercise plan is about to go off the rails. So we've all done it before. Um, I uh, have been candid about spending the first 41 years of my life uh Seeing dead canaries everywhere and not really yeah. paying attention. Just Ignoring thinking, the, the flocks and flocks of dead canaries. Yeah, uh, kind of grim, but it's uh, it it happens. It happens to all of us on um, our weight loss journeys and adventures. And so today we're going to uh, just sort of go through a bunch of ways that you might be able to check yourself before you wreck yourself this holiday <laughs> season. Yeah. As so, as they say, as the kids all say these days, they do. So, um, so what, Donald? Uh, what would you say? I mean, what in your experience ha- ha- have you seen that has uh, has been sort of a, a red flag, a red flag canary? Well, one of the the main things is um, not wanting to face the scale, and Ooh, that's uh, a big one. yeah, like you know, putting it away or just avoiding getting on it um, because. When faced with the evidence that I was actually gaining weight, I it would sort of force me to do something about it. So I just didn't get on the scale, and that way I wouldn't know. Well, and I think, too, you know, we've talked before about measuring and tracking and why it's important to us. And I've talked about being an unreliable narrator to my own story. And I think if, if I can talk myself in or out of anything... And we've talked about the Gretchen Rubin um, loopholes that we use to justify our behavior. Like, oh, you know what? It's the holidays. I'm just, you know what? The scale stresses me out, Donald. I'm just going to put the scale away. Like, I don't want to be a prisoner to it. And 
that sort of cycle of thought of justifying putting it away yeah. is where the danger comes in. Like, I'm going to weigh myself every week this holiday season. I'm not going to put the scale away until New Year because once I take away that check and balance of of what my habits are doing, like that's where the danger comes in. So convincing yourself to stay away from the scale and putting it away, ever like I have never been and I know everyone is different. There's different sensitivities. But I've never been like, it's so weird. I put the scale away for a year and I'm down 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, like, that no, one that, weird trick. That does not happen. It, it's always that, like, taking the medicine, like, oh, geez, I better get on the scale. Like, and yeah. it, it never never goes well. So um, so putting your scale away is... I, I really do think it's one of those things that, that helped me achieve my weight loss goal, Um you know, it, getting down that hundred pounds was promising myself that every single Saturday, and I have kept that promise with a very few exceptions when I've gone out of town. Um, but then I'll just do it on a different day. Like every single Saturday, I Saturday morning, I weigh myself whether I want to or not, whether I've had a good week or a bad week, quote unquote, whether I've had a you know healthful or unhealthful week. Um, I make myself uh, get on that scale every week, and it. It, you know, is a weekly wake-up call that I've got to keep doing this and keep doing it forever. Well, and uh, Donald also mentioned, and I mean, and this has happened to me before, too. I mean, I've talked about losing 100 pounds before and then, for some reason, gaining it all back. Um, <laughs> no one knows why. When you start not wearing your Fitbit, like, that is a huge sign. Like, yeah. I... You know, you can actually uh, see on my Fitbit chart, like I, I got my Fitbit in 2014, 2015 or something like that. And I wore yeah, it. I don't remember. Um, I wore it for two months and then I got a cold and then you can see it flatline and then it just like, <laughs> you know, I'm like tracking, tracking, tracking. And yeah. then it's like dead for a year. Guess what? I went up on the scale 25, 30 pounds. Like. I don't know how it happened. It's a mystery to everyone. So not wearing your Fitbit, not tracking your steps. Um, yeah, trying to avoid the the reality, trying to hide the evidence of of you know what is actually happening. Um, another big thing I think is you know starting to say things like you know I'll start next week or you know January first I'm really gonna get it yeah, together. We, like I, right now I just can't do it. Well, and we uh, we are headed to a wedding. Uh, next week and we're going to be away for a few days and you know this whole season you know thanksgiving in the u.s is coming up we've got um, many holidays uh in december and just saying to yourself oh well this isn't a good time like oh it's crazy at work it's tax season it's girl scout cookie season it's yeah little league season whatever yeah, you, you've been trying you've been you've been sticking to a plan but you're just saying to yourself yeah uh, right now i just can't i'm gonna i'll but i'll i'll definitely do it you know on xyz date yeah, that is just super dangerous. Again, uh, we are unreliable narrators because, you know, tomorrow never comes. It's always it's always the next day. Um, another thing, and you know, we've we've talked about this too, is when you stop measuring. When you just start, you know, I'll eyeball like you know what yeah. I don't need. To, I pretty much know what I'm eating. Like I'll just I don't need the measuring spoons. I know. Sure, this peanut butter is uh, is heaping over onto the plate. I'm sure that's probably like a tablespoon. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, um, another another big one is to 
you've been on a plan, you've been solid, maybe you've lost 10, 20, 40, 50 pounds, and you start convincing yourself that you're invincible and that you can, you know, you know, I've got this. I can do what I want. You know what? If I if I decide to start eating ice cream regularly, you know, actually, I kind of do eat ice cream regularly. No, well, but but, I, but if I start, you know, going, if I start, you know, I can go out and eat whatever I want, and I'll be fine. I've got this. You know. Well, and and part of that too is the like, you know what? I I'm doing fine. Like I'm just gonna bring the jar of nacho cheese into the living room. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got a gallon I'll, of. I'll ice bring cream. the entire bag of Doritos in instead of just measuring out a little bit. Well, and that happens. Like, yeah. when I, you know, I mean, we buy, generally we buy the Halo Top, um, which I consider a single serving package. Yeah. Um, but that whole like, oh, I'll just bring out the whole thing of mayo. Like, I'll just, I'll, I'll figure it out when it gets to the table. It'll be fine. Or, you know, the gallon of ice cream that suddenly, you know, oh, you know, I'll just stop at half. I actually did that recently. I, I only had enough calories banked for half a pint of halo top and yeah. i was like i'll stop at half a pint and then like <laughs> the half well, you know just one more there's like one little bit of you know it's not even on that side i'm just gonna yeah. have a little bit more and i ended up eating the whole pint of halo top and like who am i kidding yeah like, come on there's no no no, no, there's, no such thing to me as half a pint of halo no top. There, there's no stopping once you start and you know just for those who don't know as a side note this is not actually the product of the week but halo top is a a reduced calorie ice cream that is really really tasty um it's between 280 and 360 calories in an entire pint and i don't want to i don't want to send somebody down the path of eating like several pints in a day but you know even if I, I typically like set aside enough calories to eat a pint of Halo Top on a regular basis. And, you know, the wor- worst case scenario, I eat the whole thing and it's 360 calories, even if, you know, and some of them are only 280. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's I, aside from the point. Yeah. That's not the point, Donald. <laughs> We're edit that out. But another big thing is, and I, I know we've talked about the fallacy of value. Well, there's two for one on the Entenmann's, or there was two for one on the yeah. on the Pizza Hut. Like, I can't afford not to get it. Um, you know, they gave me a free giant pizzuki with my, you know, sandwich when I ordered at Panera the other day. Like, there is no such thing as a free cookie. Like, you are paying hardcore for that free value thing and yeah if, if you start like buying two for one things i don't there was actually i was at costco recently and i was getting um there was some package that i was getting for an event and it was like oh no you only you have to buy two of these like things of pastries yeah and i was like but i only want one and they're like well you have to take two <laughs> i'm like I will literally buy it and throw it in the garbage. And they're like, you have to take And so I ended up not buying it. But I was like, I do I do not want two of these in my house. That is a total danger zone. So uh, similar to the food it. pushers in life too, you know, it's it's a very similar thing. Like it is okay to say no to people. Like they may, you know, they may get upset, they may act upset, but um, you know, convincing yourself that you know, you're going to hurt other people's feelings if you don't take whatever food they're offering is another one of these uh, these canaries in a coal mine. Well, and we, uh, I'm going off topic. Who cares? You did it. I can do it too. Whoa. Um, we had mentioned, uh, because Thanksgiving is still on the way, the idea of, you know, a food pusher and just being like, oh my gosh, I just brushed my teeth or I just had a mint, but I totally am going to have this later. And just take it and throw it in the trash. You're a grown up. You can throw things in the trash. Yeah, for sure. 
So um, another big way that uh, we we find canaries in various coal mines is when you start skipping your normal activity, uh, when your rebounder suddenly becomes a coat rack, when your treadmill starts becoming a place where you put uh, Halloween decorations, yeah. when you stop going to the gym, when you stop going to yoga. Yeah, it's like, you know, you skip one time, and you're like, oh, no big deal. But then it's like, oh, boy, I'm having a hard week. And you skip again, and you skip again. And then before you know it, you're just not, you're not going, you're not doing whatever it is you're doing. And I've skipped the gym for many years, but... <laughs> I don't go to the gym. That's how I avoid that. Yeah, but we do plenty of our own exercise. Well, but we used... To, I mean, it, it gets down to a very frosty 50 degrees here in Los Angeles. Yeah, You burr. can't go out walking in that not with, weather. Not without a serious parka and some... You can't do it. You get frostbit. Yeah. Um, but we ended up... we. We stopped having an excuse, and we got rebounders, as we have mentioned on previous episodes. So now we can rebound in our very. We can own do it home. in or out, no matter what the weather is. We have, we have, we are uh, knocking down excuses. Yeah, getting them out of the way. Yeah, and when you start, this is the season of stretchy things, stretchy pants at at events. When you start wearing stretchy clothes, and uh, stop buying things, stop wearing belts. Uh, and and start allowing uh, yourself to wear very flowy garments. Yeah, that might be a sign. Or, or you just avoid certain parts of your closet with the you know the clothes that are a little form fitting. This summer, thanks to my uh, pancake palooza, I had a whole <laughs> pancake a palooza, a whole neighborhood of my closet that uh, was <laughs> a whole neighborhood. Well, like I had like this whole kind of area that I was like. Ah! I'm gonna wear that. Like there were definitely these are the clothes in your neighborhood. <laughs> the clothes that you avoid each day. Kaka. Yeah. Kaka. Um, I yeah. I had clothes that I could not wear, and I I did the whole like, well, maybe they shrunk in the wash. <laughs> and then like visions of pancakes were like, oh no, 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 no. I had m- very many pancakes. So uh, watch out for the stretchy clothes. Uh, when you start avoiding things that are form fitting, you know that there might be a problem. Yeah, another uh, another one is that you you avoid having your picture taken, um, and or you insist that all photos of you be from you know the neck up, basically. Well, and I definitely I spent forty one years doing that. I was going through some pictures the other day, and I even kind of remember telling someone it was from um, a friend's wedding, two thousand four in San Francisco, and it was like. Definitely a shot of me from the bust up that I thought would. Now I wish I had a full yeah, picture. Yeah, I know, I know. I keep looking for full body pictures of but myself. Boy, when I did was I a lot avoid heavier. the full length picture. Um, so, uh, so yeah, when you when you start trying to hide in pictures or going into the back of pictures, uh, that that is a big big sign. This is the portion of our uh, program where things start to get real. Uh, another big canary in a coal mine is when you start feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, boy. When you start comparing yourself to others, when you start throwing up your hands and saying life just isn't fair. Well, and when you start uh, must-be-nicing yeah. other people. You know, I think when you start making yourself a victim um, of too much work, too much obligation, spread too thin, so much of that is... A choice that we make to be overwhelmed and taking on more than we can chew with volunteer opportunities or kid activities. Um, we say that we don't have a choice in those, but I feel like it is an active choice to 
take on way more than you can manage. Yeah, and, and it's a good excuse to lie to yourself and to eat your feelings. And, you know, oh my goodness, I've just got all of this going on. Um, the only way I can make myself feel better is to soothe myself with food. Well, and two, that like av- avoiding people when you have gained back a bit of weight and, you know, maybe it's your hairstylist that you haven't seen in two months, or maybe it's a friend that you haven't caught up with, and you start feeling like you want to avoid seeing them because you're not your ideal weight, or you were trying to lose weight, and then you stopped, and you've regained. When you start hiding because of that, which I yeah. definitely did. You know, you you resume secret eating, um, or you don't want to be seen eating, you know, treats in front of other people. That's a real canary in a coal mine right there that... Uh, that you're off the rails. Yeah, and when you, you know, and I've, I've done this, when you start forgetting lunch or telling yourself, oh, I don't have time to make a healthy choice. Oh, man. Like, I, I keep... Oh, but they'll have plenty of food at work that I can just chow down on. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I bought a few lean cuisines recently just to keep in the freezer. Um, I, I have bought many, many uh, heads of lettuce. I have not had a salad in weeks or months. I don't even know. I feel like it is, uh, I am helping the environment by adding to the compost pile. Um, so uh, I I am keeping lean cuisines in the freezer uh, so that I have uh, something quick and easy to eat. If you uh, work in an office, if you do a lot of driving, Keep something extra in the freezer or in um, in your glove box. Uh, I'm not saying keep lean cuisines in your glove box, but <laughs> like when you sort of like, Unless oh, you got I a don't, really fancy glove box. Do. It's like you know what? Buy a two dollar and fifty cent lean cuisine. Keep it in in the freezer. Yeah, there is no shame in in having a you know calorie friendly frozen meal around to stop you from going bananas at work with the the bagels and the and the free pizza or what have you. Um, another, uh, another warning sign is that you start feeling, uh, shame and guilt about all of your choices. That is a very big one. That mental shift that Donald was talking about is huge. Um, you know, the victimizing yourself, um, and our, uh, our product of the week, will actually talk about it a little bit more, but that shame and guilt spiral does nothing to help your habits. Um, you know, I, uh, I definitely indulge from time to time as, as you all know, and, um, I keep pressing forward and I don't give too much weight or emphasis to those negative feelings, um, because it it is not helpful to suddenly just be like, oh gosh, I ate, you know, some, some donuts and now it's all over and, you know, going into that shame spiral is is not helpful because then you just want more of that. You want to give more into that because you're a victim. What are you going to do? You can't change it. Yeah. Another good one is that you avoid the doctor, um, you know, because that way in is, uh, you know, and you don't want the doctors, you know, looking at you and giving you negative advice about or actually positive advice (laughs) about how you've got to get it together. Can I uh, I'm going to go with a funny aside. I was actually really angry this week because I went to uh, an annual well woman visit on yeah. uh, on Wednesday, and uh, those jerks didn't weigh me. <laughs> I was like, they were like, you know, just what do you weigh? And I was like, what do you mean, what do I weigh? Like, don't you want to get on the scale? I was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I was like, well, I'll 
I'll be, you know, the healthcare system is slipping. Like, <laughs> Don't they know you only look thin? Uh, yeah. So when you uh, when you are avoiding scales, uh, then that is a, we already said that that was a big one, but I was mad that they didn't weigh me. I felt like I had been cheated. What about when you call for pizza delivery and they answer and go, hey, Catherine, you want the usual? That is not good. <laughs> when they know that you are coming by, that is, uh, that is definitely a telltale sign that you are maybe uh, overindulging a little bit. So I think that the the bottom line here is that there are many, many warning signs and that we need to be really honest with ourselves about um, about these signs and use them as a roadmap to get us back on track. Um, stop lying to ourselves and and do what we know that we should be doing. So basically, I mean, if you just listen to this episode in reverse, it will tell you Basically, the opposite of whatever instinct you have is what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for those Seinfeld fans out there, there's an episode where George Costanza, like, does the opposite of all of his instincts and everything starts going right for him. <laughs> so so when your instincts tell you that you should be eating something because you're so stressed out, do the opposite. Well, and too, like, you know, no one has ever said, you know, going back to the my original thing about someone in our accountability group starting to post... Um, you know, really decadent food choices. You see someone stopping going to Weight Watchers, someone not commenting in an accountability group, somebody avoiding text messages, somebody avoiding podcasts that are helpful and going and doing... Oh, do not avoid helpful podcasts. Do not. That do is not. the number that one tip. That is number yeah. one. That is our pow and our tow and yeah. our Todd and our yeah. um, canary. Continue the helpful podcast. But you know, like you were listening, right? If you've gotten this far, like bless you because we talk a lot. <laughs> but we, when you stop, when you stop being accountable to yourself, when you stop measuring, when you stop listening, when you stop checking in, when you stop being honest with yourself, th- that is the danger. Yeah. Like, no, I have never in my life said, you know what? I'm just going to stop weighing myself. And I lost 30 pounds. It was magic. Like, Yeah, that doesn't, I, it doesn't work that way. I stopped checking in with my accountability group. I started eating in secret like, and hiding food from Donald. Like, and everything started going great. Like, <laughs> yeah. So doing the, doing the opposite of your instinct, when you are feeling vulnerable, reach out. Reach out to a group. Reach out to a trusted friend. Yeah, don't hide. Um, actually, you know, be public about it or as public as you feel comfortable being. But at least, you know, reach out to somebody that you trust or, you know, reach out to an accountability group, a bunch of strangers who can, who can you know, help you and lift you up in these times. Because we've all been there and I've done it so many times. And any time that I have had um, any shame or guilt about something that I've done and I have shared it, it takes away that energy and that negativity. And so many people say, I've been there too. I did the same thing. And it sort of lets you release it sort of like a confessional and then you kind of move forward from it because we carry so much shame and guilt about our choices. And when you start moving away from accountability, from measuring, from checking in, from keeping that headspace that is positive, that's when the danger comes. Um, I don't think anyone has ever, I mean, we have so many glowing reviews and and people in our accountability group who appreciate the follow-up. I don't think anybody has been like, telling people my true feelings has ruined me. Like, <laughs> like being vulnerable is terrible. Speaking my needs and setting boundaries yeah, is awful. No one's ever said that. 
And, you know, and for, for people, uh, you know, who live in the colder climates, you know, sort of going back to what Donald said about the Seinfeld and the character doing the opposite of what he, uh, he feels like doing and things going well. Um, we live in Los Angeles. We don't get any of this. But if anyone has ever driven on black ice, which is uh, a very thin sheet of, of frozen water on a freeway or an overpass, your instinct is to turn out of it and to yeah. you end up spinning your car and going out of control. Oh, it's and so terrible, too. It is terrible. But we panic in moments where we feel out of control. And like Donald saying, uh, you know, do the opposite of your instinct. What you're supposed to do when you are driving on black ice is to steer turn into, into the spin. You, you you turn into the spin, and it keeps you from actually going out of control. So the idea of reaching out to an accountability group, the idea of going for the walk anyway, following the habit, getting on the scale, measuring the food, all of those things turn you back into the person that you are working on becoming instead of spinning out of control and going back to your old habits and your old stories that have not served you. I think that is a wonderful summation and a great time to move on to our product of the week. What do you think? <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to work in more cacaws. Cacaw! Isn't that what a canary sounds like? Yeah, that's exactly what a canary sounds Caw-caw! like. Yeah, yeah, Google like it, a people. Screeching eagle. With yeah, you'll. Flames. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so just, you know, be present. This is freaking, this is hard work, people. Like, we are in this with you, and we, we really want you to succeed. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so just do the opposite of what comes naturally to you. It's, it's been wonderful for us. So now we are going to go on to, as Donald said, POW! POW! Product of the week. Um, Product of the week to you. Product of the week to you. It doesn't Um, work like that. So uh, we, this, this, uh, this product of the week is about shame and guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, We just talked about, you know, shame and guilt not being a thing. Well, I think this, this product falls into the category of knowing yourself better. And, and, uh, as many tips and tricks as we can give you for kind of the surface level um, solutions to to being mindful and managing your weight, dealing with the emotional and the mental side of this has been critical for me. Yeah, and I mean, it really is like following a plan and having somebody tell you exactly what to do is great, but really getting to the root cause of what was causing me to eat the way I was eating and not take care of myself. That has been the biggest part of this whole thing. So in our accountability group in September, um, we decided that aside from the habit challenges that we were going to take on, um, we also decided as a group to do a book club. And so we are reading the book, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, Ph.D., yeah. LMSW, which I don't know what all that is, but <laughs> pretty sure pretty or uh, PhD is good. So Yeah. Uh, but Brene Brown wrote Sounds a book good. called The Gifts of Imperfection where she talks about perfectionism sort of being the ruin of authenticity because we're trying to live up to some artificial standard that we expect from society and from the people around us and that the more we embrace our imperfection which we are definitely embracing oh we embrace the heck out of imperfection it is squeezing all the fat out of us nothing Um, but imperfection but uh it talks a lot about the mindset behind how shame and guilt about our choices 
really inhibit living our authentic best self life. And that doesn't mean a perfect life, but uh, it's been a great book. We're still reading it. Um, I haven't gotten to the last chapter, so I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you. Oh, wait. You, no. you get to the last chapter and realize that it's that it's actually not good. Ooh, the last, the last sentences, and now you're fixed forever. Oh, the end. The end. Um, end of story. So it is a it is a short book. We will put it up uh, on our, our page. But Yeah, it, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it is it digs deep on topics about owning your choices, not trusting everyone with your story. Not everybody needs to know everything about you. There are people who uh, don't deserve your story. Um, but uh, but it is really helpful, and it's really helped with my mindset. And uh, I've used it actually in my real American life. Wow. So, As opposed um, to your fake life? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just learned something, and now I'm applying it in the world. Yeah. So, it has been really helpful. I think it's available on uh, on audiobook as well, but I am reading it because there's lots of things to underline. You can't underline words uh, that you hear. so uh, I so can underline them in my heart. In your heart. So uh, so give that book a read. It is, uh, there's some real, real content that is good for getting rid of canaries. Or it, no, wait, we want the canary. No, we want the canary. We, we wanna, want the canary. We want to recognize the canary. But speaking of real, real good content, you are listening to We Only Look thin if you've gotten this far congratulations you can find us at we only look thin.com you can find us on instagram at we only look thin you can find us on facebook just search for we only look thin you can email us uh, at we only look thin at gmail.com did you already say that no. No? Okay. No. He didn't say it. I and, just said it. And there's also, speaking of uh, birds, uh, Twitter. And uh, you can find us there at We Only Look Thin. Yeah. And uh, it would really, really help us if you could uh, maybe go to iTunes and rate and review us. It would be a big help. It really goes a long way to uh, to boosting our, our position on, on iTunes and letting other people know how inspiring we are and how thin we look but aren't emotionally yeah and if you happen to give us five stars that would be great yeah so uh so thank you so much for listening uh we are here to to support you and we are just so grateful for this platform uh for one another because it keeps us present too so cause yeah we, for sure one of the one of the big things that you know in maintaining this is that we have to get on microphones every week and uh talk about it and you know if we don't practice what we're preaching then uh we can't very well do this so so if you are uh, an ornithological fan like donald <laughs> and i are and you see a canary uh that maybe is it has like a little help sos sign like yeah your, your tweety birds uh and if you're if you're maybe uh looking at gooey and cheesy recipes online and need to remember that donald and i are an inspiration, Asian, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.